I feel like we should play Boys to Men End of the Road. Oh my gosh. It's hard to believe that when we started doing this podcast talking about this season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, that we would invest this much of our lives into a TV show. But here we are. I, I don't know. I feel like when we started it, I never envisioned the end of the season actually getting here. And now it's like the end of the road. Like we've done it. We've come full circle. We have committed to this journey. We've been on it since day one. It's almost like we're on our own little international journey. <laughs> And it's time to get on that airplane and wave and goodbye. And go home, right? Yeah. Like, say goodbye. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Reality Bites Podcast. It's Megan and Jay. This is it. This is the end of season one of the Reality Bites Podcast after the three-hour... Oh, my gosh. Finale. ...tell-all last night. Woo. Now, I have since heard back from Tim, Avery, Tom, and Rebecca. Okay, you told me about... Tim. Tim, yes. Yep. And so I sent messages to everyone just saying, hey, can we do a quick interview? We'd love to check in, talk about your experience on the show, et cetera, so on. Apparently, according to what they're all saying, they have to get permission and clearance from someone named Melissa. Oh. So if anybody knows how to get a hold of Melissa at TLC, apparently she is the gatekeeper that we have to go through so is that this, we can actually talk to some of these is cast this going to be like another a phone call like we did to Aloha Nails where I have to pretend like, hey, I'm this big Hollywood producer and I want to talk to Melissa. No. I have no idea. I've been trying to scour the internet, figure out who this Melissa person is, how we can get a hold of her. She is untraceable. I even like, <laughs> this is how psycho I am. <laughs> on Instagram, you know, when I go on each of their profiles, right. they're being followed by thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, but if I click on who they are following, it's only, and they don't follow all that many people. So I'm like going on who they follow and I'm typing in Melissa. <laughs> I'm trying to find this person who works for TLC or Discovery or whoever she works for. So if anyone knows how to get a hold of Melissa, we would like to talk to some of the cast members from this season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, especially because after the tell-all last night, I still feel like there are some unresolved questions. I don't necessarily love the way they presented the tell-all. I feel like that's on purpose, though. Going back to the point of Melissa, I kind of see why they probably have this thing in their contract that says, you know, you cannot do unauthorized interviews because if seems like from the tell-all, there's probably a lot of content that's still available out there that we would want to consume that they can try to package some way in either a special or another iteration. They always or, do those. Right. Where are they now? Exactly. Checking in with couples to see how things have progressed. I was surprised. I feel like my generally, I'm pretty accurate when I'm guessing if a couple is going to work out or not. And at the beginning of this season, I think I said that that I thought Avery and Omar, maybe Benjamin and Akini were the only two that were going to make it. But yeah. as we checked in with the couples on the tell-all, it would appear that Tim and Jennifer are still doing pretty well, still trying to figure this out and see how it's going to translate into the real world. Tom and Darcy actually seem to tr be trying to do something. Okay. Although that tell-all was filmed a month or two ago. Right. And it, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Tom has a girlfriend now who is not Darcy. Okay, yeah, that's true. The internet has uh, kind of spoken on their relationship being over but. over i think i think maybe there was this brief moment of reconciliation seeing each other again for the first time in a while let's spend let's spend the day together let's see if there's something still here but i have seen pictures of a girl who looks a lot like darcy oh, there we go with tom's mom oh really on social media yeah now, so we I, haven't seen tom's mom on the show so that must all. be big yeah yeah yeah, yeah but apparently. with darcy is a relationship ever really over as we find out with jesse okay so let's start there <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Tom and Darcy are kind of the first couple who sit down with Sean Robinson and start talking about their time on the show. We heard from Tom's sister in, in part one of the tell-all. And Correct. I think Emma is the realist. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I love Emma so much. And I hope they can bring her back on the show in some capacity to comment on people's relationships and give it to everyone straight. However, it would appear that Darcy, I was surprised by how unemotional she was last night in watching the tell-all. She really didn't say much. Right. She really didn't react much. Even when Stacy came out, there was a little bit of that. They instantly fall right back into that, like taking jabs at each other. Well, it's and- funny because Stacy will definitely, and Darcy does the same, they'll definitely take up for each other as siblings, but almost immediately after being like, well, Tom, that's not right. She'll then turn her attention toward Darcy and be like, Darcy, you just won't let me have my moment just because I got engaged. It's like, wait a minute. I thought you were just defending her. Now you're attacking her. What? Right. And in real time, I think Stacy and Florian are no more. Really? Rumor has it that he cheated on her with some girl in Canada. Oh, that's not surprising. Who would have thought Florian? (laughs) The 26-year-old Albanian. (laughs) Right. So anyway, so back to Tom and Darcy. Here they are. I think Tom really summed it up well. If if you asked me to post on social media my relationship status, I would say it's complicated. And I think the one thing that I do believe is that he had genuine feelings for her. There was no part of me that thought Tom was in this for the wrong reason or was trying to just get on TV. I mean, he legitimately was like, this is someone I could potentially see myself in a relationship with. Let's see what happens. And I wonder how the outcome would have been different if they hadn't gone on the TV show. If they had done if this they all had in private. All done it all in private without the cameras and without having to get all dolled up and glam and the Darcy glow and all that kind of stuff. If, if she were able to relax a little bit and focus less on the TV part of it and more on the relationship, I actually think they could have had a much different outcome. I think the telling thing about Tom is something that we kind of identified very early on in the episodes that he seemed a little insecure, especially in that first meeting. Yeah. But you really didn't see it much throughout until the tell-all when he said that, you know, if I tell her that I don't like something, she kind of brushes it off, even though it really bothers me. Like, for instance, when she, I saw her with another guy and he had his arms around her. And I thought, that's kind of surprising because Tom does put off this aura of kind of like, oh, whatever, you know. Very easy breezy, nonchalant, unaffected, doesn't matter. But he was very upset about this encounter she had in the lobby of the hotel the night before they're going to go on the tell-all and it kind of led back to his i feel like he's really secretly pretty insecure and he really does a good job of masking my theory on tom is that he was a chubby kid which Uh i I recognize because i was a chubby kid growing up and some of those childhood insecurities even as you grow into an adult and you become successful and tom's a good-looking guy that stuff never quite goes away add into it that he was engaged twice we found out on the tell that both times the girls left him and broke it off and so his sister saying i think he wants to be ready but i don't think he's ready would seem to indicate that maybe there's more work that he needs to put into himself and understanding who he is in a relationship and how to communicate effectively but Tom and Darcy, listen, who knows what the future holds? I definitely wouldn't write these two off completely. And I do wish, like Tom said on the tell-all, that Jesse and Darcy could have sat down face-to-face. Because what we got last night were two very conflicting stories. Very conflicting. Whereas Darcy is saying that Jesse is has been controlling and manipulative and that there is still communication going both ways.
face. Jesse comes on the tell all and says that Darcy is essentially a stalker and that she can't let this go. And every time she says she's over it, she winds up turning around and reaching right out to him. But remember early on in the show when Darcy is packing to go to the UK to see Tom, she does have a missed call on her phone from Jesse. So him saying that he has never reached out to her is not accurate. That is true. So I put the poll up on Twitter. Who do you believe? Do you believe Jesse or do you believe Darcy? It was pretty evenly split. I mean, like 56, 44. I mean, I think, you know, 654, something like that. I think, you know, from the past experience we've had with Jesse, he's very, he's not a very likable individual, even though he does look like the guy from Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah. But I think people want to believe Darcy. But if you also look at Darcy's recent past, she has emotional outbursts, especially when she's drinking. Yeah. Inflating of the truth a little bit. You know, she's a little over the top with it. So it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that what she says isn't exactly true. He had a lot of screenshots of a lot of messages with a lot of. I love yous, I miss yous, stuff that, you know, if it was really over for her and he was bothering her, she probably wouldn't be sending to him. I want to know if Darcy has a therapist, because that seems to be the general consensus that she needs to go to therapy. And possibly drink a little less. I mean, honestly, she (laughs) does need to drink a little. I mean, maybe not completely cut it out. A little less, a lot less. But even, you know, Tom's sister said, I don't get that way when I'm I'm drunk. Well, and especially drink less on television. Absolutely. I mean, putting that behavior on public display is a different level. Because at least for me, I can get sloppy, okay? (laughs) Like messy drunk. But what I would never do is show that to people. I mean, not all the time, obviously. But like there have been occasions where I've had way too much to drink. And what you would not see me do is let a camera film it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gosh, like, Darcy. No. <laughs> uh, so these two, where they leave off after the tell-all, they're going to spend a day together. They're going to... Then Tom indicates that he has to fly back to the UK. Like I said, I did see on Instagram at one point that she appeared to have gone back over there. Mm-hmm. However, in this present day and time, I do not believe they are still together. And quick update, Jesse's doing really well doing some uh, public speaking for the elderly among us. So you yeah. might want to reach out to Jesse. I don't know if he has a He does seem like the kind of person who would love oh my to gosh. do an interview, right? That'd like, be would fun. love. And I, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I am going to reach out to Jesse. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. <laughs> all right, moving on. Okay, so, man, it's, they all kind of ran together. It does. So that's what I was telling you before we actually started doing the podcast. I said the way the stories were told was very all over the map for me like as far as organizationally i feel like they could have brought all the couples together given us a little like oh hey everybody's here everybody say hello etc so on then break it down to couple by couple and then bring everybody back together at the end but they kind of kept jumping around a lot of inner couple uh conflicts so even when you're talking about the whole Jesse and Tom and Darcy, one of the big kind of flashpoint issues was Jesse coming out and everybody kind of, well, everybody kind of took a side against Jesse, some more vocal than the others. And so obviously the person who had to insult herself the most vocally was Angela. Angela. And which, Michael. Okay. So they're showing all of this backstage stuff that's happening in one of the, the dressing rooms, waiting rooms where Jesse is first secluded and then they're going to bring him in and throw him in with the other cast members. 
first. And to their credit, they're kind of like, why are you even here? You had nothing to do with this season. Absolutely. You didn't make a single appearance. And him being there just felt very calculated and very, I would say, a little bit disrespectful to the other cast members. It was. And his appearance did not coincide with Darcy and Thomas. Not like they brought him out like they did with Stacy to kind of meet. Sit down together. Sit down together he and talk about it. his own separate little, it was like a self-contained little pocket just thrown in the middle. And the producers absolutely knew what they were doing because, like you said, he was excluded at first. And they're like, oh, we're going to put you in the green room with everybody else. And film you interacting with the other cast it members. It explodes, basically, with a whole bunch of arguing. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my gosh, oh, what's going on? What's all this yelling? Let's, Jesse, we need to put you in another room again. Like, Well, and that's where Angela claims that she heard the commotion coming from the room. She goes in there. Everyone's kind of ganging up against Jesse, which, and listen, we don't know the situation. It very well could be that TLC reached out and asked him to come as opposed to him being like, hey, can I come on during the tell-all and tell my side of the story? So if Angela's trying to defend him and say, listen, why are you guys yelling at him? Like the show asked him to be here and he agreed to come and sit down and give us the other perspective. But Angela, who is just volatile and explosive, has real anger management issues and can't really control herself, winds up flying off the handle. And while I think she maybe had a good intention, the way she presents herself is just it's startling and astonishing it really is and who i felt the the most terrible for is skyla because skyla appears to be this very calm cool collected very kind of like you know she's my mom she is who she is so for the Nothing first surprises me for the first hour of that portion of the tell-all i didn't even realize that was skyla i know it's the lady in the red dress and she kind of looked familiar but she was kind of running around like you said she really didn't say a word even when her mom is like freaking out yelling at people and you know f you f you blah 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 and i thought oh is that a producer who's going after her to calm her down until like they got outside and they were smoking and i was like oh, oh shoot that's her daughter that's Skyla. Yeah. She's there the whole time. And like, to her credit, she's like a, just a calm in the storm. I mean, but can you even imagine growing up with a mother who is that, that volatile? That, that volatile. In fact, she even said when the host says, so Skyla, you see your mom throw a, a cake in Michael's face. Like, how, how, what was your reaction to that? And to hear her say, oh, well, that's actually not that bad for my mom. Right. It's like, what has she seen throughout her life as it far is. as these these anger outbursts of anger is astonishing and even though like you said she has somewhat of a point of you know come on guys why obviously he most likely he didn't invite insert himself into the situation the producers did so let's not take everything and you also don't know the whole story so let's give him a chance yeah but with the way that she reacted i mean there's just no way to unacceptable inappropriate much sympathy for her at all and then she comes out they do the sit down angela skyla michael she comes out and Yeah, I, I was wondering, did she have something to drink in she between? She seemed really... Because she seemed, and then she was kind of making fun of Michael's accent a little bit with the, I love you very much as well. But she comes out and tells Michael how much she loves him, she, my husband, my wife, et cetera, so on. And then she instantly, her mood shifts to this, he lies, he doesn't tell me the truth, et cetera, so on. So with her, I just can't, I never get a sense of like how she's really feeling in a moment because it's so up and down. It is. And it changes from like second to second. So where we catch up with Angela and Michael, Skyla says, nope, you're still not getting one of my eggs. (laughs) Angela still doesn't seem to understand the weirdness of that. She's like, no, no, it's just going to it's going to help the baby look like me. I'll tote it. I'll tote it. No, (laughs) if it's her egg, it's her biological child. You are a surrogate. You are carrying a child for your daughter if you're just toting it. Yeah, basically. 
We do find out that Michael has an interview coming up, so the visa appears to be moving along, but he hasn't had his interview yet, so no decision has been made. And then another poll that I put out there, do you think Michael will check out of the relationship if there is no baby? I I think probably yes. At some point down the road. I mean, I definitely think he will continue to ride this train because this is his ticket to America. And I do think that there are some legitimate feelings there. I don't think it's all completely fake. I do think there is some. I don't think there's anybody on the show who I would characterize as completely fake or anything like Except for maybe you know who that we'll talk yeah, about yeah, a little yeah. bit later. Oh, yeah. oh, we'll get to that. Because <laughs> yeah. that was bizarre. But anyways. <laughs> but with Michael and Angela, I do feel like he does have some feelings toward her I th- he definitely wants a child i think he's gonna like you said write it out to see if there's some way we can convince skyla because even angela the entire time is like oh i told michael to be nice to her and michael's like hey skyla we're gonna talk later so i think they really feel like they're gonna be able to convince her daughter at some point somehow to help them in this situation i don't believe it's gonna happen i don't either who knows about angela oh man that's a that's a case study isn't it there's something about her that angers me that i find fascinating that annoys me me that I am entertained and amused by. She's she's a very interesting person to watch on television and it all seems to be very legit with her. Like she was born to be on reality television because she does not give an F. That is the one thing. Like as much as she's outlandish and kind of boisterous and you feel like she's over the top, it feels like that is just how Angela is. That's it. It's not something that she's putting on. Like with Darcy, we've both said that it seems like a lot of her kind of glam personality is more show playing it up for the camera show yep and that she probably is like that in some way i'm sure she loves well, fashion and, and, and the clothes, perfect example but... is the difference in how they arrive dressed for the tell-all right where you have darcy and stacy looking like they're on the bachelor <laughs> after the final rose wearing evening gowns exactly and you've got angela showing up in a yellow shirt she rolls up to the tell-all no makeup hair wet she's pulling things out of her bra well even darcy when she actually rolled up to the tell-all she was wearing kind of that midriff and- but arriving to set in the hole with the hair done and the black glasses and the the sequin crop top whereas you had other people rolling up wearing regular clothes right so there's a big difference i think in what they're doing on the show and how they're presenting themselves on the show and that's why i do think angela's just pretty authentic but my point would be that so she comes up dressed in the crop top and the sequins which i feel like is very much her yeah and i thought that's how she was going to appear on the show but to your point she ends up changing out of that outfit into like you said like an evening gown like she's on the bachelorette which feels like okay that's the point of it where it's just over the top for the show yeah whereas like rebecca showed up and she had the same kind of outfit she's put on a blazer yeah and she's the same person kind of through and through okay so moving on to rebecca and zian okay who we've both said both of them look great yeah, they appear do. to very much still be together. And the person who I loved was Rebecca's co-worker boss coming out. Who sounds, she has a very similar accent to Angela. They're both from very Southern, Southern very, Georgia area. Very Georgia-ish, so. which is fine. Right. But has the, I think, again, one of these outside people who has the real world perspective that the rest of us have. What? How is this going to play out every day? Because the one thing she said, which really resonated with me, is that like, okay, you go over there for three weeks, you're on vacation. It's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's not real life. So what happens when it's day in, day out? Mind you, when Zied gets to the U.S., he will not be able to work for at least the first three months. After they get married and they file for adjusted status, he can get his green card.
card and then he can start looking for work. And Rebecca indicated that the door is open for him to possibly go to school and pursue other things that he might want to do. But I remember that same feeling. It's like the thing about these international romances is that there is this very fantasy like aspect to it. It's addicting because you you fly to a foreign country, you're outside of your comfort zone, you're with this person, everything's wonderful, but that's not any like any real world couple will tell you that's not real life. Absolutely not. Real life is getting up and someone doesn't feel well and someone's got a <laughs> headache and we got errands to run, we gotta do yard work and stuff's gotta get done around the house. Clothes are on the floor. That's right. And Bill's gotta get paid and there's this skewed perspective perspective mm-hmm. when you're in these international relationships because because you build up this it's fun and it's fantasy and with Rebecca and Zied that's my concern that's been my concern all along that was actually a big part of my concern as well but there was actually a surprising little bit of information that she dropped that she wasn't just a private investigator that was just her part-time job and she actually is a manager oh I know that she's a chicken restaurant at a restaurant because I follow her on Instagram I have seen her she was going to uh, bite of Atlanta or one of those like restaurant type festivals where she was going to be representing her restaurant I've seen her on uh, social media saying that they're hiring and if anyone's interested in applying to get a hold of her so so yeah one guy who's interested Zied is gonna need a job (laughs) the thing that I found very interesting is when she's talking about how if Zied's family knew that she was still married when she was there that that would not be okay and he would have to decide between her and his family and the uh, female relationship and the female relationship which is forbidden same-sex relationships in the Muslim religion and the host is like okay but they're gonna find out (laughs) it's just like no no they won't now fair enough they don't watch the show they're older they don't speak English but other people will and other people will tell them and the the sister and that's what i was going to say the sister especially who already doesn't like you and they showed a clip of her saying he has a probably about a year i'm going to try to do all i can to convince him and talk him out of going i think this would be a pretty good piece of evidence to try to keep him from going by telling her parents hey check this out i'll translate Right. Let me let me let you guys know what's up <laughs> right. here. So that's um an interesting thing that I and mind you, they filmed this tell all before all the episodes had finished airing. So by now Right. There is a very good chance that his family is very well aware of her past. The tell-all was probably filmed about at least a month and a half to two months ago. Yep. And that episode where she's talked about still being married. and well, None of that had aired yet. Right. She's talked about still being married, but especially the one where she reveals it to Zied. But also the one episode where she talks about having the same-sex relationship, which was nowhere ever previewed or teased, mm-hmm. barely aired like maybe a month ago. So, yeah. Yeah. I um I don't know. We didn't hear a lot from Zied. He didn't get a lot of... Of, of talk time in a lot of a uh, language barrier which a lot of language has barrier. always been the case another thing that they're going to have to really work to overcome when he gets here because you can't be in a relationship with someone that you can't have conversations with and after a while his english will improve but there's still going to be a lot of frustration i still i mean i still maintain what i say about them i think in the short term (laughs) it's going to be fine in the long term to be determined i mean i agree i mean if it doesn't feel like a relationship that is like doomed or like oh man there's i mean there are actually actually you know what there are a lot 
lot of red flags. And maybe because we've been watching it so long, you kind of pull for people sometimes. Because as she said, she has a lot of check marks. Her and Zied have uh, talked her. about her. She has a lot of check marks with the tattoos, the being married three times, the same sex relationship, being twice his age, having ki- like a whole bunch of lists of stuff. Right. And for there to be one more thing, which I'm sure there is with her. You would it, think, right? You, you would think at some point. Yeah, we have, we like, have not. We've only scratched the surface <laughs> with her, I feel like. Um, but that's okay. I mean, everybody's got a past and the older you get, the more that's stuff that comes along with relationships. But he is only 26. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Benjamin and Akini. Oh, those two. And Fidel. I liked her even less <laughs> after part two of the tell-all. See, I, I'm, I'm okay with Akini. I really? Like, yeah, I don't really have... I think what I dislike is just how how much of a lack of real, genuine affection she seems to have for Benjamin. That seems a little concerning. She did explain the whole alpha male thing. Yep. Now, a little bit of a plot twist that we saw on part two of the tell-all. Benjamin goes out with Fidel and his friends. Oh, yeah. The crew. The crew and is doing shots after shot, he's kind shot, of shot, shot, shot. chastised Akini for <laughs> drinking a margarita. As far as we know, it was only one margarita, which I still don't know if I necessarily She buy. said it was the first time she's ever had a margarita. He said it was he, she only had one margarita. Like her, They are all saying it's only How one margarita. How can you get that drunk off of one she's margarita? She's never had a drink like that before. I don't know, man. If I gave you a shot of tequila right now, I don't think you'd act like that. I don't know. I've never had a drink of alcohol before, so maybe I would. Would you be willing to try? Oh, I I could not. Uh, I would be curious to see what effect it had on you. And granted, you know, she's she's a petite girl. She's, she's small. Alcohol affects different people differently. But anyways, it was an interesting scene to watch because Benjamin really presents himself as this man of God. This walks the straight and narrow. Now, he's he doesn't sit there and say, oh, I don't drink. I've never drank before. Right. But then to see him out in a bar setting doing a shot and then to hear Fidel say, oh, he like passed the test. <laughs> It's like, how, what more are you going to put this kid through? Honestly. Uh, well, the good thing was is that he said that he passed his exams. But uh, Fidel also said that, Benjamin, you owe me. You also passed my exams. And he also said that Benjamin kind of average. Yeah. That's what he said. He's kind of well, an average. Well, the question was, how did he present himself you know, to your family right. in your culture? And when he said average, my takeaway from that was he did okay, but he didn't seem as well versed in our customs and traditions as I thought thought he would have been okay so i see that i took it a little bit more as like yeah he did okay he did he it was average i guess he very much liked the fact that benjamin told akini that she should not be drinking he's like that's more the man i want to see right there you let her know you're the man of the house it's your (laughs) call but luckily benjamin does not present himself whatsoever as being like a controlling overbearing type person he seems mr kind of really cool calm collected he's like a dodge minivan very reliable very reliable very economical and then Finally, with these two, the bride price still an issue. Benjamin has no idea how much more money he has to pay. He has no idea how long this is going to continue. And that's going to be a point of contention because he is a single dad. He doesn't make a lot of money. He has to pay child support. His kid is his priority. So the way they leave some of these stories open ended, you know, Benjamin says that he does plan to go back once they have more of an interview date in mind, once they kind of have a timeline. Because once you apply for the visa, you have no idea right. when 
you're going to hear anything back. It could be as little as six months. It could be a year. And then once you say, okay, well, our interview date is going to be in January, then it like, okay, well, I'll come in December. We'll spend another couple weeks together. But he better start saving his pennies because it sounds like they are still expecting a lot more money from him. They absolutely are. They brought up education. They're saying, hey, look, in my culture, if a young girl's educated, that costs a lot of money in our culture. And so therefore, the bride price should reflect the fact that you appreciate the fact that the parents raised this child right. They got that child educated, almost like a reimbursement yeah. on a student loan. So so Avery and Omar, we really didn't get much of in part two of the tell-all because in part one, they dismiss Omar because they're like, oh, it's getting late. You have right. to go to class tomorrow. Uh, we did still see Avery kind of reacting to other people's storylines and situations a lot. A lot. V- very much like a high school and type very of... very emotional. I mean, she was... Yeah. Listen, I, it looked like it was a very long day when they got there. They were all talking about how early it was when they left it was starting to get dark outside Absolutely. So, so listen i get you're talking about things that are emotional you are reliving things that are hard to go back and talk about and because it's been months now since all of this original stuff was filmed and people are making commentary about your relationship when they weren't in your relationship for, so for you you probably have this defense up like hey you don't understand and she sees every other couple none of the other foreigners are from travel ban countries so she's the only one yes. who doesn't even really have the option to bring her significant other to the U.S. And and so I think there's probably also this element of like, it's not fair, you know, that factors into all of it as well. But at the same time, like I said on the last episode, that immigration attorney should have been step one mm-hmm. yeah. before you bought your ticket to go to Beirut. Absolutely. What about Tim and Jennifer? Tim and Jennifer. All right. So this one surprised me. The fact that they do still seem very much together they do not happily but they seem like they're still communicating yeah i mean i do believe that she has real feelings for him i loved how kind of confident and self-assured tim came across when all of that stuff got brought up about his sexuality about his gender and and that's kind of how you would have to approach that like listen it's not the first time someone said that about me it's not going to be the last time i am who i am i like women i do like that aspect of tim that he does seem kind of like uh whatever say whatever you say about me just get my name right you know what i'm saying he's one of those type of people it was also kind of weird to see him commenting on other people's relationships about how oh this is that's weird and how could you do that how could you do this and i'm thinking well how could you get a woman another woman's engagement and think ring. that was i think that's okay so it's not kind of, weird <laughs> i guess when you're in your own relationships and you see other people you always think that you know kind of better than they do yeah and we've said all along one of one of tim's big issues seems to be a lack of good judgment in regards <laughs> to how what he does is going to be received by somebody else right you know sending jennifer the picture from the going away party where veronica is wearing S- revealing clothes sitting on your lap sitting on your lap where you're giving her a ring that that he bought for somebody else the general theme here is that he's not really taking jennifer's feelings and reactions into consent he's not thinking it through of what the effect is going to be right and i think also um we talked about a little bit last episode about the word freak and how it could be taken kind of in different contexts and different cultures they also brought up the p word which she was very loose and free with calling him on occasion and he seemed to have no problem with it saying oh it's 
just kind of a, a thing and you know it wasn't really that big of a deal and he kind of like well Jennifer claims that he liked it which really kind of made me think oh, okay you know culturally it is kind of hard to tell what is the norm and what is kind of out of bounds and what you have to be willing to accept when you date somebody who is and doesn't exactly understand the context right, that it has for you here. and your culture right, absolutely and so I can also see why I think we said that Jennifer you know has some issues with the way she's being kind of received by the public in right. her portrayal on the show correct and I actually did kind of see that when I watched the tell-all because I did kind of get a different sense of Jennifer that she wasn't quite as you know Miss Tuffy and kind of difficult to deal with and materialistic she's just I mean she's kind of a typical you know 20 something year old young pretty lady, girl pretty girl who you know she likes nice things yep. and she likes to have fun and she's, and she's very confident to, she's and, used to people kind of taking care of her and treating her a certain way right. and I do like though that instead of getting engaged that she's applying for a tourist visa so that she can come visit to me for them seems to be like a good next step right. instead of trying to force an engagement it seems like a very natural progression for them whereas some of these couples they probably did need to go ahead and take that step to engagement they didn't feel like from they were there yet from where they were in the relationship it didn't feel like engagement was the natural next step it feels and I like hope when they finally do bang it out they will let us all know because we're all like ready for it you know what i mean like uh, come on hammer, guys or hammer time as caesar <laughs> likes to call it oh caesar here uh, we go right. okay we end the tell-all with caesar who is sitting with the rest of the cast members and they're all asking him questions and he's trying to explain himself and came off so odd and weird and bizarre yeah it's kind of heartbreaking because you know i was really really set on on being there with her you know and then all of a sudden that just messed me all up you hadn't heard from her in two days why did you think she was actually going to come i had faith in her i had i i, I knew probably some i i just figured that something happened and, and she didn't she didn't come on can you hear me, Maria? No, Maria's not here. At that time, I felt like, um, how can you fix it? It's already too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up breaking up with you. Yeah. No, I would have hit the bar and had some fun. That's the only thing you can do. I, I, I genuinely feel sorry for you because it must be a horrible yeah. situation to find yourself in when you've gone somewhere, you've organized a hard bit of pill to swallow. And, and plus having the, the hotel room and then you're the only one that's in the room the by, faith your, that by you yourself. The you have in that woman is unbelievable. You attempted to make a, a meeting at one point and that it got canceled and canceled again. I would have been finished at that time. Depends what you've created in your mind's eye. Right. We weren't in the conversations that you were having. I feel positive she made you feel like she loved you or you would not be doing what you were doing. The, the thing that I that I see is that they don't they don't know her like I know her and they weren't there having those conversations and they see that that she's like a like like that she's fake but she's actually like a real person I, i'm torn with caesar and, and i hate it because he's such a nice guy you know and, and you really want to feel sorry for him but at the same time five years three canceled trips and it almost seems like you're still defending her you got scammed uh, that's it caesar what what did you do with the ring that you got maria i kept it I kept the ring and I kept like the edible panties, you know, and I had a whip. You know, we lost I had him a... on that one there, Caesar. <laughs> Again, it's kind of like we talked is about before. He is he acting trying or, to act? Or is he just a really 
bad actor or what is going like he everything is disjointed with the way his mannerisms and his speech patterns and the way he does things one minute he's kind of like he seems super fake and phony in the way he's you know projecting himself and then some moments he seems like he's really kind of natural and in the moment and the other cast members who are asking him questions and interacting with him seem to have very genuine concern exactly and he did not feel on that same genuine level as they did like at one moment he stopped and he's like uh maria can you hear me can you are you there maria can you hear me and sean had to be like no she's not she's not here yet the screen is completely blank right you can clearly tell that she isn't there something was definitely i mean obviously something has been off with him and his storyline this entire season but finally we now have maria about to pop up on the screen and they've told us that the two of them have not spoken face to face. You know, I've always wondered if they've ever FaceTime actually in person. I know they talk on the phone. Together. Right. But throughout the entire season, we don't see them ever FaceTime. Right. I know they leave each other messages with video, but I've never actually seen them, you know, live face to face FaceTiming. And so that is a good question. I would have to rewatch the entire three hours to find out. Well, you probably, I mean, <laughs> five hours. But can you even believe we have watched five hours of this show yes. since Sunday night? That is something. And it is now tuesday morning (laughs) like that's five hours of my life i'm never gonna get back (laughs) anyways but caesar maria she's finally there and i feel like she has a little bit of a a gripe to have with the way the show's portrayed her and the way that caesar has been portraying her correct let's talk about the money caesar said he has sent you around forty thousand dollars it's not true and he knows how much money has caesar sent you over the years there is no special amount, but not 40000 Would you say it was half of that, maybe 20000 No. 5000 Maybe for all these five years we was together, but we actually was not five years together. If she is to be believed. Which- and, and, and that's the big question, Mark, is who's telling the truth here? Is Caesar making himself out to look like this huge-hearted, do anything in the world for this girl, sent her so much money over the past five years in is he essentially vilifying her as portraying her as this gold digger user when her story sounds a lot different? The way Caesar's been portraying her is, oh, I give her all this money and I do all this. I love her so her. much. And I love her so much. And she basically kind of treats me like dirt. But what's so sneaky about it is that he doesn't portray her as, ah, oh, she's such a terrible person. He kind of puts it out there so that you come to that conclusion right, right. that she's a terrible person. That she's a terrible person. The entire person. time. He defends, he defends her. her. He talks so lovingly about her. Oh, well, you know, she probably had this reason for doing it. And I love her so much that it's okay. And you can kind of see that with some of the other get cast members who were kind of, you know, coming to his defense at first. And even by the end, kind of Rebecca and some others were like, well, well I'm really confused I'm now. Really confused. Right. I have a lot more questions. And that's one of these, these storylines <laughs> that like, on the one hand, I can't imagine anybody voluntarily putting themselves through this if there isn't at least some aspect of reality some element of truth to it on the other hand from everything that we've heard all the rumors online about how this was fake all along and the relationship was over before he even came on the show and she agreed to do it because he was going to make money from doing it it was a job for him and and then even moving forward where at first they come on and he says that he would like to go to ukraine and go visit 
it and then it's like well i'm just gonna leave you alone and we're gonna go our separate ways and there is absolutely no at, clarity on these two and at the very end he says i think i'm gonna have to walk the world which would insinuate that oh i'm gonna go travel which would probably be to the ukraine but what a weird way to say it and how like sad and melancholy he seemed about it and in this very over dramatic exit right now i feel i feel like just mixed emotions i feel like i want to be alone and just stay alone maybe i need to walk around the world a little bit and just uh just get lost and just walk so we should probably quickly go over some of the points of contention that led us to all these conclusions so first of all caesar has stated from the beginning that he has been seeing maria dating for about five years she says it's been two years now she now caesar immediately says well five years ago i got on anastasia date which is the app we met up we took a break and then i came back to the app later to kind of see what she was up to and we started talking since then the other point of contention is the amount of money that he has sent her where all along he has said forty thousand dollars and she says that's not true and he knows that's not true and then he claims that most recently he sent her two thousand dollars which which my guess is oh i didn't get charged for your plane ticket here's some of the reimbursement right here's I'll send you what I would have spent on your plane ticket. And she claims that she did not accept the money. Right. And he doesn't dispute that either. He doesn't say, oh, well, yes, you did. He just says, you know what? Fine. I'm not going to send you any more money from now on. Yeah. So so Caesar definitely does not come across as the most honest, real, genuine. I think he has very been very calculated in how he has tried to portray his story. And with a lot of questions looming, it would make sense then that he was spotted in Ukraine with a camera crew. So I'm guessing they will definitely be popping up somewhere at some point again. Yeah, I would say the one tell that I kind of saw from Caesar was when he said that he was kind of getting in that moment of fluster and anger and he said well you know what I did this as like a last chance to try see, that and seemed, show you that seemed totally fake to me but see I didn't know if that was fake or if that was him saying the only way I was going to try because maybe he does kind of like her she maybe not responding she's obviously refusing some money she's broken up with him so maybe he is trying to do this as like hey I have this long distance love and we're having these issues she's kind of upset and annoyed because I believe you said from the entire time that she's probably annoyed with all all this that he's doing and bringing this all to her but he probably told her listen i'm gonna make twenty thousand dollars doing this show we'll have money don't worry about it right and so i don't think that's still good enough for her i think she still isn't very interested well if she's got a guy taking her to dubai Dubai, exactly so i think in that moment he's like look i'm trying to do this for us you said make more money. I'm you making more money. You are not going money. along with the plan. Right. Well, very clearly, the takeaway here is that she has no interest in him. She they ask her flat out, like, were you attracted to him? She says no. She did say she did love him. I don't she believe said, that at all, though. She said, I do love him. Well, and then she, she said, meant, I meant I did. Right. And even that <laughs> Which is felt like big it, question mark. It felt like that was part of the script for her and him to say, oh, yes, you did love me. If they ever ask you, and she accidentally said, I do. Because the way she kind of reacted was like, oh, shoot, I messed up that line. Right. She kind of rolled her eyes and giggled and laughed, and they redid it. Like this whole thing was pre-orchestrated. I can see how it would be. They kind of knew what they were going to say and do going into this. And to some extent, as as you've said from the beginning, TLC had to have permission from her to use her voice, to use her likenesses. So he would have had to have communicated with her, hey, I want to be on this show. I need you to go along with it. Yep. And you need to agree to do it. You don't have to appear on the show. Just And then all of a sudden, she probably heard through the grapevine the way this was playing out, and she's like, no, 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 no. So, you know, walking away from this, what the, the strangest thing to me has just been that I'm watching people take a risk that I wasn't willing to take. And I don't know why I think I 
in some regard, really envy and respect them because it is such a huge risk and there's the odds are pretty stacked against you that it's actually going to work out in the long run. And you're you're putting your financial future on the line. You're you're vouching for this person. If you wind up getting married, you accept responsibility for them for the past. You know, and you look at what people in the past have gone through. Danielle, Molly, mm. people that we've had on the podcast before who have had it go horribly wrong. And you watch this group of people just starting the journey and I do hope that we're going to get some follow up we're going to get to see you know as time goes on how these couples fair in the real world because so far they have not been in the real world they've been on a tv show and they've been in foreign countries and they've been on vacation right but everyday life is totally different and when you're in love especially some of these relationships are pretty new i mean it's always kind of the honeymoon as they say stage of the relationship is when it gets tough and it's been you know in that sense angela and michael i kind of commend them because they've been doing this for about a year it's been a year since they've seen each other yeah and they probably months before for that first trip right so they've got to be a couple years into this process exactly so when you think about it that way you know some of these couples are in for a real kind of you know and you can't just waste years of your life especially when you're at a certain age i don't feel like and tim said it best when you're in a long distance relationship with a foreigner you essentially lead two separate lives and those lives overlap when you FaceTime each other mm-hmm. and when you get to spend time together. But your everyday routine, you wake up alone, you eat dinner alone, you go to sleep alone. And so it is a very interesting type of relationship to be in. It is. And I can't wait to see if they withstand the test of time. I can't oh, wait to see man. a year from now which of these couples are still together, still going strong, and which ones have gone their separate ways. This is going to conclude season one of the Reality Bites podcast as we say goodbye to our friends from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. For now, in the words of Tom Brooks, or was it Benjamin who said it's not goodbye, it's until next time. We are going to start season two with the new season of 90 Day Fiance, the original version where Americans have started relationships with people abroad, get engaged, apply for a K-1 visa, bring them to the U.S. Now they have 90 days to get married. If they don't get married within the 90 days, the foreigner has to leave and return home. Mm, I'm excited. I've been watching all the previews. I've already gotten to know all the couples. I'm ready to go. And as always, don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and subscribe.